Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. First of all, it's when the lights come on, the freaks come out at night. So, you know, when they come on, it's time to shine From the Pink Seats Podcast, powered by the State of Louisville Network. Welcome into another episode, a very special episode of the From the Pink Seats Podcast. This is the epic finale, the conclusion, yes, part eight of the 2021 Louisville football season in review. Even though the season ended like five months ago, we are here for what is going to be a great episode tonight. I'm joined here by my good friend, Vince Lococo, Matt McGavick. Fellas, the day has come. We've been waiting for this. Uh, Matt, you and I especially, we've been hoping to get this opportunity to some point, sit in front of Scott Satterfield. I won't say Vince added uh, the ability to be able to make that happen with his, you know, football background. You know, who wants to come talk to us, noobs? But uh, here we are. So how are you guys doing on this wonderful afternoon? Man, I woke up with a little bit extra pep in my step today, just knowing that we're going to get the opportunity to talk to the head ball coach today. Also, I'm very happy that we are not using this 2021 season-ending review title anymore, part 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. You know, 2021's <laughs> over. I'm ready to look forward to this next season, and uh, hopefully we can get a different kind of sad that nobody's really used to. That's right, Matt, yeah. buddy. You look tired. Yeah. You, you tired? I'm, I'm a little tired there, Jacob. I mean, covering uh, basketball games at tip off at freaking 930 is a pain. Don't get me wrong. It sucks to see the basketball program get bounced. But if they were going to go on some sort of miracle run, they would have had to play on in two more 930 tip off games. So I'm glad I don't have to do that. And maybe I can get some more sleep. That's right. Well, I love to hear. Like Vince said earlier, we, we've been pushing on on social media the last couple of weeks that uh, Coach Scott Satterfield is going to be joining us for a special episode. And we're hoping for a little bit more of a, of a casual interview here to just get to know Scott Satterfield and, and talk football with him in, in all kinds of ways. Right. I mean, I, I remember in 2021 season, whenever uh, off season, whenever he was on the Pat McAbee show and it's you know, I was watching it on the projector in the quarterback room. So, like, funny enough, we're now getting this whole opportunity to go through the interview process with him and just, you know, sit back and be casual with Sad. It, it was funny. You guys know how Pat McAfee is with his personality. So he brought out, you know, some funny stuff in Sad. So hopefully we can bring uh, bring a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I've t- I know. I've talked. I've talked to Sad a handful of times in a. In a- professional media settings so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to uh, see what he's like see if he lets his guard down a little bit in a uh, podcast setting that's right the whole point of podcasts we're kind of created off of a casual environment of just being able to chit chat so that's what we're planning to do here today uh, just a couple of housekeeping things as always got to make sure i throw this out there uh, be sure that if you're not subscribed to the podcast that you go and you do that right now yes you can do that within the listening app that you're in i guarantee it while you listen from the pink seeds podcast hit subscribe rate review do all that good stuff and then uh, my good friends here they're both on twitter and you can give them a follow that's at matt underscore mcgavick you're going to get a lot of good 
good journalism there, uh, especially over the next couple of weeks, both football, basketball, baseball, women's basketball. It seems like every sport is in season right now, which means busy Matt. Pray for me. Matt. That's right. Pray for Matt. And then, of course, uh, Vincent Lococo. Follow him on Twitter. Just exactly how it sounds. Football uh, junkie over here. You're going to get all the good stuff. Uh, over following Vince. And of course, you can follow me at JacobLane08. And be sure to follow along at thestateoflouisville.com. Louisville Report of Sports Illustrated is where you can find Matt's work. Uh, and stay uh, stay tuned here as we welcome in uh, the head ball coach himself, Scott Satterfield. We welcome uh, the head coach of the Louisville football program into From the Pink Seats for the very first time. Scott Satterfield, welcome in. How are you this afternoon? Doing great. How you guys? Look, there's football happening in this state, man. That's that's some good news right now. That's the news we need is football on the field, gearing up for the for the 2022 year. Yeah, no, we're excited. We're right now we're um, we're in the middle of spring practice and getting ready to finish up, and um, and we'll have spring break. We'll come back on the second half of that and and and, and really finish that thing up with the you know April third. I think that's a Sunday with the mm-hmm. spring game. You know, we um, it's been a really good so far spring spring camp. You know, I think, um, you know, when you think about offensively, man, a lot of guys back, a lot of pieces back. We've added a few new pieces with some transfers, but um, it's been really fun, especially up front with what we have offensive line wise. And then, you know, defensively, you know, front seven have, have really done some good things and, you know, some newcomers in the back end there. And uh, but it's been a great spring, a lot of energy and a, you know, a lot of good teaching going on. Well, Coach, I appreciate you joining us today. It's a little different being on this side, getting to talk to you, opposed to hearing you through my earpiece during practice, and <laughs> during the games and stuff. So uh, my first question for you has got to be, has there been a student assistant mess up your lunch as much as I did back in the day? <laughs> no. No, you still got the record for, for mess ups for lunch. And, um, you know, I think the guys uh, always give you a hard time, you know, when you get back. You better check that, check that bag, man, see what's inside of that thing. Make oh sure yeah, we I, got can, everything. I, I can still hear Pete in the in the back of my ear when I go pick it up for uh for where I work at now. On a serious note, you guys got the pads on now and uh, everything's uh, popping. So how how is full pads and uh, how are the guys responding? I know there's a bit of an adjustment for some guys when it comes to tackling and stuff, uh, specifically yeah. with the early enrollee freshmen and things like that as well. So yeah, I mean it's always you know the first time you put pads on. It's probably the first time you know since really the bowl game for the for the older guys, and then the young guys that get in here, um, you know, it's kind of been new for them as well. But you know, some of the transfers that came in, you know, uh, Hudson, the wide receiver, you got Wiggins, you got Tyon, running back. I mean, all three of those guys have done some really good things and contributed so far early. Um, you know, really exciting. I think yesterday, um, you know, Huddy had had a great day yesterday. You know, caught a big touchdown. Um, you know, Jalen Carter had a big touchdown yesterday. We so we, the guys in the wide receiver room have really been doing some good things, um, and uh, it's exciting. You know, it's really it really is. You know, and I think offensive line they really gelled well, and you know, Coach Cardwell is you know was with us earlier, and 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 then you know and then left for two years at that. He's back now and really picked up where he left off with the offensive line. They're fired up and excited for him to work with, with, with them up front. And man, you know, I'm, we got about at least eight guys up front that can help us play next year. Right now, you know, Caleb Chandler's out. Um, he had a, a surgery at the end of the season, but he's, you know, he's doing some things individual, but he's not doing his 11 on his 11, but with the guys are going, man, it's fun to watch. And so excited about them, man, our running back room, um, man, is is stacked right now. You got four quality running backs that can get it done really all four. And um, I'm really excited about, about them. And, 
Um, you know, and I and, and of course Cunningham back at quarterback. I think you know Brock Brock's done some good stuff at at quarterback as well. He's kind of been working with the twos right now, and you know um, Evan Conley's been out a little bit with an injury, and um, you know so Brock's really taking advantage of that time and threw a couple of touchdowns yesterday in practice. So I mean, just really in the spring, you're kind of creating depth. You're you're working with young guys. You're trying to see what they can do. Um, you know, we tackled last Saturday, probably had about 75 play, you know, situational scrimmage. Um, we're going to do some more tomorrow at practice, a little, some more situations. We'll be in red zone work tomorrow. We have third down tomorrow working some situations. You know, it's always a fine line in spring practice. You know, you have to tackle, but you don't want to do too much because you don't want to, you know, play the injury thing. You know, so it's really just that fine line that we're kind of balancing. But our guys have, you know, I just really love uh, going out every day on the field. They, they got great attitudes this spring. It's been fun to be out there every day with them. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the injury to Caleb Chandler and some of the other guys. I, I, we've been talking about uh, leading up to spring practice, how important this spring might be for you all, considering the fact that some of these younger guys with less experience are going to get reps, be able to play kind of those, you know, not not starter snaps, but the, the ability to really make an impact and, and, like you said, build depth. Yeah. Have you seen guys responding well to that, considering the fact that, Against Air Force, a lot of guys were kind of pressed into action early and maybe weren't ready for that. Uh, and coming yeah. back into spring, that they are more engaged and ready to rock and roll. To where in twenty-two, you know, in those late minutes, if you got to go to them, they're ready to make a play. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's every time they're out there, they're getting a little bit more experience and a little bit more opportunity that they need because they're, you know, they're going to make some mistakes. You think about Trey Franklin in the bowl game; he gave up a couple of big plays for touchdowns, and you know, he's he's back out here this spring, and you know, they need to play through those things. You know, the bad thing is on game day, you know you give up those plays, this touchdown, we end up losing the game, you know? So we got to make those plays happen now in practice to where when you get into the game, they've already happened to them in practice. And now they, they've gotten better. Um, you know, Minkins is a guy who's gotten a ton of reps this spring is another guy that got thrusted into that, that action against the air force. And, you know, we're still got some injuries on defense. You think about Trey Clark, he's still out, you know, Monty Montgomery's going through some indie, but not doing any kind of, you know, 11 on 11 work, you know, coming back from that ACL, um, you know, I think uh, Momo's a transfer that came in at, from Ole Miss. It's really done some good things for us at linebacker, man. He's got great uh, leadership skills and, and uh, very vocal out there. So really I like, like what he's adding to the table. Um, M. Griffin that came in from Temple, you know, he's getting a lot of action at safety as well. So those are some of the couple of newcomers that's coming in, getting some good work. Um, you know, and then, you know, I think that some of those young guys, like you mentioned, that had to play in that bowl game, but also guys that were redshirted, you know, that, that, you know, Derek Edwards is a guy that played corner that started to get some good action out there. Rance Connors, another one that's really come on pretty good this spring. Um, that those guys are going to be guys for the future that's going to be helping us next fall that maybe, you know, haven't played a ton, but need that valuable experience. So something I, I'm curious about was uh, the offense last year obviously had another really good year on, uh, under you. They were top 25 in the nation. I think it was 21st overall in total yardage. But something was, that I'm kind of curious about was even though you guys put up 31.6 points a games, it was still the overall scoring to yardage ratio wasn't quite there. I think it was 41st overall. What do you think was the biggest issue when it came to more yards, not necessarily translating into more points? And I know a lot of that is situational based, but what's something that kind of comes to, yeah. comes to your mind? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, a couple of things, you know, when you, when you get inside, the red zone score zone, you know, converting to touchdowns. I think that's one thing that you, that's obviously is going to you know dictate your scoring. Um, we didn't kick the ball as field goals, but that good last year, you know, I think that was one thing too. We missed, we missed several of those kicks, you know, you start adding those things up and they make a difference to you by the end of the season. 
Um, you know, we did. We were very productive yards-wise. We took care of the football a lot better last year offensively. You know, yards per play, we're a top-10 offense in the country in yards per play. Um, you know, there was, so there's a lot of positives with that. You know, we do need to translate some more of that into scoring, you know, because obviously scoring is the name of the game. You know, the many point, as many points you can score possible is going to give you more victories. And, you know, so I think, you know, when, when you do have big plays, you got to get in the end zone. You know, and I think uh, we didn't – the one thing we didn't – we lacked a little bit there was, is in the run game, big play runs, they go to touchdowns. You know, you think about what Hawkins did, you know, a lot of his big plays that he had, they went to the house, you know, and, and, they, were, and they were six points. And that's, that's a big difference as opposed to if you're breaking off a big run, you know, where Mitchell would break off a big run and you may get 30 or 40 yards, but then now you, you're, you're back on offense and now you try to got to score. You know, sometimes we were not able to do that. Um, you know, that, that's going to be the difference. You know, you got to be able to get those big plays, convert those into touchdowns, and I think that will increase the scoring. Yeah, and you kind of uh, talked a lot about this in, in terms of the overall game, but looking back specifically in the fourth quarter of last year, I know that's a topic you probably have hate discussing at this point, but when you look at, at how games kind of slipped away, uh, what is it that you think that you guys learned the most that you'll be able to take to 2022 when you're in those situations against a lot of the same teams, bringing back a lot of the same players that you'll be able yeah. to make those plays and win those football games? Yeah, you know, the positive is we were, we were right there. You're in you're in those games. And every ACC game we played, I think about the year before we got here, you know, they were getting blown out in every game in the ACC, didn't win one of them, you know, as opposed to where we are now. I mean, you know, where we've taken the program, I, I've seen some, some great improvement in that. Um, you know, we were in every freaking game that we had last year, and we did not get over the hump, you know, and, and it comes down to those plays in the fourth quarter. The thing about it, it wasn't just one side of the ball. I mean, it was all three phases. You know, you think about a kick against Virginia. If we make a kick, you win the game. You know, uh, a kick in the Wake Forest game, it came down to a kick right before the half. Mm -hmm. And then right at the end of the game, you lose by three. Um, you know, we muffed a punt in that Wake Forest game to give them those three points right before half. You know, but then you also can look at offense, you know, where you go to Clemson. You had Clemson first and goal on the two-yard line. We couldn't punch it in. You know, then you look at defense. I mean, giving up some drives right there at the end of the game, you know, to, to give those scores. So, so really and truly, it's, it's a whole complete team effort. You know, you just have to get better in, in all aspects of, of your football team, and it's all three phases. Somebody's got to make a play. And, you know, people don't want to hear it. You know, it's one play here or there, but it literally was one play yeah. in each of these games that maybe could have decided that game. And the, the thing about it, you never know what play that's going to be. And, you know, so we just got to get a little bit better overall to where we'll be able to make those plays. And when it comes down to it, our guys, you know, have that kind of resiliency and that never say die attitude that no matter what's happened, we're still going to come out here and win this game. And, and that's just the mindset that we have to have. And hopefully these additions that we've made with our team, they're going to get us over the hump and, and, and you know, and be able to get, get to where we want to get to, which is, you know, compete for that AC championship. So obviously you've had to make a couple additions to your coaching staff this year, as you've had to do the last couple of years. But what I think to be probably one of the more underrated moves as you go through the course of this offseason is going to be the addition of Ben Souders coming over from Georgia, SEC pedigree, won a ring. How has he kind of moved the bar this offseason in terms of your overall goal and quest to become more physical? And, and what has he brought that you maybe you didn't have before? Yeah. Well, he just brings a different approach in, into the into the weight room. I mean, we all know how important the strength staff is in any college football program across the country because those guys are with the kids every single day, and they're setting the tone uh, every day. 
And he's created an atmosphere in a weight room where the guys want to be in there. We, we hadn't had any guys miss over the six-week you know, period that we had with the all-season program. The guys wanted to be in there. Um, you know, the guys wanted to come in there and compete. You know, he's got a mentality where you don't want to let him down. You know, I think I think that's just a different approach. And the guys have really appreciated that so far. Um, he's got a great mindset that, that he brings in that in that room every single day. Um, he's holding the guys accountable, but it's in a different it's in a different way. And I think that well, right now we just got such a good group of guys that want to come to the building every day. They're, I mean, they're here every day. We. I look out on the field because we've had a lot of recruits here over the you know the course of this this period of time and since we've been back and we'll be here on Sundays and I see receivers out there just on their own catching balls, quarterbacks throwing, DBs working on route. I mean, so it's all the different things the guys they want to be here and I think that's that's kind of the culture that that Ben's helped to create down there uh, of trying to get better. It's not just a thing where you just show up Monday through Friday, you know, and that's it. You know, this 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 the world we're at in college athletics and sports, particularly in football, is it's an everyday mindset of coming in trying to get better every single day. And I think Ben's brought that. You mentioned the fact he comes in here from Georgia. I mean, you know, one of the best programs in the country to just come off a national championship. And so it's instant credibility, you know. So what he's asking the guys to do, they've certainly asked him at Georgia to do it, you know. And so these guys want to be champions. And so, you know, they're listening to everything that he's saying. Coach, you guys recently added uh, Coach Crime and moved Coach G down to the uh, outside linebacker position. Uh, you added uh, Coach Taylor and brought Coach Carwell back. So what specifically were you looking for in bringing in as, a, as one of those assistant coaches? Yeah, well, I think in all, all those cases, it's a little bit different. But, we, you know, defensively, we wanted to bring someone in with some experience, a guy that's, that's, that's been able to do it at a high level for many, many years. He's also was a coordinator. You know, so so Coach Crime coming in just brings that that added uh, credibility of experience, calling plays in the SEC. Um, he was just at you know University of Florida, you know, and he's a great person. That's number one, and but he's also a great teacher. I've been able to sit in on the, on the meetings that from the defensive perspective. Um, he brings in a new approach of, of how we're doing things, and so it's been awesome to get him. Coach Taylor coming in from Notre Dame, man, I've known him for years. Just well respected coach throughout the country. Will be a head coach. Um, in the future, but he brings in just a, a great organizational skills just to help enhance our offense. We have a good product that we're putting on the field, but now, you know, just takes a little bit more off of me to where, you know, he, he can come in and really run the unit meetings with the guys. We just had one today and, uh, you know, it's just a, it's just a great approach. I love where we're at offensively with him coming in, got coach Cardwell, you know, just a ton of youth and energy. If you think about kind of what we switched up, we, you know, we had coach big, we had coach brew, you know, two of the older coaches. And now, you know, you bring in Coach Cardwell, you bring in, Coach, you know, Coach Taylor. We just brought in Coach Stepp. that was offensive coordinator at Georgia State. You know, so really kind of the youth movement. But it's a ton of energy. Our players are feeding off of them. Um, they love it. You know, they, they come every single day with, with that mentality of, of, man, what can we do to get better? And, um, you know, I, and I, but number one, they, they're all great people, man. We love being around each other. And I think that, that just filters through to, you know, to our players. And I think, you know, you know, you, you saw that when you were here, you know, and, and just kind of how we approach and how we do things. And um, our, our guys appreciate it. But I think we've just added that even more now, enhanced that with the additions of the guys that we brought in here. That's one of the things that I always uh, try to reiterate to people, Coach, is uh, it's so hard to find good people in this profession, truly yeah. good people down to the <laughs> core. And, you know, I tell them, I'm like, I'm like, we have the guys. I've been around them. Every day, 16 hours, yeah. I've had to go get coffee, lunch. I've done all this stuff for these people. Like, we yeah. have amazing people up there that want the best for the university, yeah. the football program, and the players. 
Yeah, you know, and it is, and we're and we're fighting every day. We we want what everybody wants. We all want the same thing. You know, we we want to be the best team we can possibly compete for championships, but do it in the right way, and treat people the right way. And and that's what we want. That's kind of the environment we've we've structured here in this building where everybody wants to come to work every day. It's not even work. You can't call it work. I mean, we come in here and we, we have a good time, you know, and we're competitive, we're competitive, we're fighting. Um, but we know at the end of the day, you know, on those game days out here in Cardinal Stadium or wherever we may go play, we got to put a great product on the field. And that's what we're fighting to do every single day. So me as a head coach, I got to bring people, a part of this organization that's going to come and, and focus everything in the same direction to put a great product on the field. And I'm very excited about what we have brought in here with the additions of a lot of guys, not only the coaches. Now you think about what we brought in recruiting. I mean, they're making a huge impact in recruiting right now with, we you know some of the guys that we brought in that, 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 that arm of our organization. Um, and we're going to continue to enhance that because that's this day and age, man, you've got to be out there. You got to be able to get these players in here to help us win. You mentioned uh, coach step just a second ago. I think you, as of this recording, I think hired uh, one or two days ago. It was just this week. Uh, for those who haven't had a chance to really get to know him, what does he bring to the team? Yeah. Well, my relationship to him goes back a long time ago. I actually worked with his twin brother, which he's the University of South Carolina wide receiver coach now. He coached with us at App State, and that's when I first met Josh. Well, they're, I mean, they're identical twins. They look just alike, and they sound just alike. It's crazy. Um, one of them was a quarterback in high school. One was a receiver. And, uh, but he, he just brings a lot of juice, um, you know, a lot of knowledge. He's a relationship coach. Um, our guys are going to really benefit from him just, you know, just because he's going to he's going to pour into their lives, not just a football player, but as people. And I think we really want that. I think as you look now, um, recruit, recruiting young people and coaching young people, man, you, it's a different approach. It's not like not the way it was five, 10, 15 years ago. You know, you have to develop relationship with these guys, you know, in, in order to, them to get everything out of them that you want to get out of on the football field. So he's going to be in that mode. Um, you know, Coach Elliott, the head coach at Georgia State, him and I go, you know, we coached together for many, many years, played together. He just won – they just won the, the most games in Georgia State history. So they, they come from a winning program. He understands what it takes. And so just adding him to the mix, he's another young coach making the making that trajectory, you know, to, a, to some great things. And so – um, I'm just excited, again, for, to bring these kind of caliber of people, number one, um, but the kind of coaches that we're bringing in here as well. It's just going to enhance our program. We've talked a little bit about Malik Cunningham and this, the great season that he had for you all last year. Uh, you know, one of the best uh, rushers of the football at the quarterback position nationally, statistically. Um, and I've, I've been a Louisville fan my entire life, so I've gotten to see a lot of really good quarterbacks. And last year we argued on this show where Malik sits in the all-time greats at Louisville. And it's, it's getting there towards the top. Yeah. Uh, it's his last season. He's got NFL aspirations. Yeah. I would imagine that's a big part of this season is helping him not only to win football games, which will help a draft stock, but just be able to take that next step with him. Um, you've got Pete Thomas, who did wonders with him last year. Uh, Lance Taylor is here, who we just spoke with Reggie Bonifon, a former Cardinal on Friday night, who spoke glowingly about Coach Taylor from his time in Carolina. Uh, so what do you think Louisville is going to get from Malik Cunningham this yeah. season? Is this a Heisman type of year? <clears throat> do you think that's well, possible? You know, I think I think for him, he just got to continue. Because what we did last year, just stay within yourself. Don't try to do too much. I think the year before, he tried to do too much. And that's where those turnovers came into play. And last year, he just kind of let it come to him. You know, when it was an opportunity was there, he would take off running. He did some really nice things in the throw game as well. Um, I think for him, it's just becoming a complete quarterback. What we're doing now, the things we're working on, 
Um, you know, our, our outside throws, the vertical mm -hmm. routes on the outside. Uh, you know, we got T.Y. out there who obviously we know can run. We got Huddy now. You got Wiggins. You got Huggins. You know, we, so we got some, some vertical threats. So we're really emphasizing that. We're also emphasizing for Malik to work the pocket and make a throw. Don't always take the ball down and run. So this spring, you know, we're really not allowing him to take off running, you know, I think, which is kind of <laughs> kind of different. Um, oh, you know, wow. now I say that there's a few times where, you know, he did take off and we're like, good play, you know, but, <laughs> but we're, we're really emphasizing to work the pocket and make throws down the field. And to me, that's going to put a lot more pressure on defenses because they know he's going to take it down. So now once he escapes the pocket, here they come. His eyes are, are, are still looking down the field. And he's going to make those big throws where, to me, that's where he can take it to the next step. We have He hasn't done much of that in his career so far. When he does that, you know, defense is better watch out because we know what he can do with his legs. You, you said two words last week in your media availability that made my ears perk up. Two words that I've been using a lot on this podcast the last two years, and it's the word check down. Uh, mm -hmm. We've talked a lot about that being something that we just haven't seen a ton from Malik. Yeah. Uh, last year, it was a little bit more. Jalen made a couple of really nice third down plays. Trevion Cooley made some nice catches. Jawar Jordan got involved in the bowl game. How important is that check down piece of the offense? Because yeah. I feel like it could unlock uh, just a ton oh, of the yeah. running backs in that you have in the stable. I agree. I agree. That, that's that's kind of what we're working on when I say work the pocket. And what, what that means is, like, obviously, if they're doubling the receivers on the outside there, where's your running back? Like he's right in front of you, work the pocket, check it down where in the past, you know, he's just worked it and then took off running. I, I just think he's going to put more pressure on, on, on those defenses. If we can do that, it's going to take a little bit more off of him as well. Your completion percentage is going to go up and, and now he's going to, you know, he's going to be able to distribute the football in a better way as opposed to him having to do everything. And I think we do, we have some great backs. I mean, there's, there's four guys here that all four can play and help us win next year. So let them help you, you know, let, let them play, dump the ball off and let them go down the field with that. So we've, we, we've been working on that. He's done a better job with it so far in spring camp. Coach, moving off of, you know, we're staying on football, but moving off of Louisville a little bit, talk a little bit about you. Uh, not a lot of people know, I know, because I was around you guys so much, uh, your mentor, Jerry Moore, uh, yep. his sayings are all over the place, the – uh, I heard Coach Holt talk about him painting the stairs, walking up to your all's offices at App. You know, I, I just want to know what kind of impact he had on you as a coach and as a player. And for our audience, if yeah. you don't know who Jerry Moore is, Jerry Moore was head coach for App State whenever they beat Michigan. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah he, coach Moore was the head coach for 24 years. He had one losing season in 24 years at App State and, you know, won a ton of conference championships, three national championships, beat Michigan in 07. Um, but, but, it, but the way he ran the program was very similar to the way our approach here is that, you know, he treated with everyone with respect, including, I mean, the players, the coaches, everybody in the building, and you didn't want to let him down. You know, as a player, I didn't want to let him down. Then I coached with him for 16 years. I didn't want to let him down as a, as a coach either. And I think that was just the way his approach was. And um, he's actually coming back here. Uh, he's going to be around March 25th, uh, Friday, that Friday and Saturday uh, at our two practices. So, uh, which is good. I want to get him up here, let him let him talk to some coaches and stuff. But uh, you know, it's just a, a huge impact on me. I was around him, you know, you know, for many many years. Um, really, uh, more, almost half my life, and was a tremendous impact not only as a player, um, as and as a coach, but as a person. And and I just think as a you know us players uh, when you play football, and and really now as as you start in transition into coaching, man, you're impacted by the people that you're around, and. And that's that's our job as coaches is to be the mentors 
and me as a head coach to be a mentor for our coaching staff and our young coaches, but also our players, because it, it affects lives. And that's what, that's what he did for me. I mean, a bunch of other players. You think about 24 years of how many players that came through that program and that are now probably, you know, I'm almost, I'm almost 50. You know, you think about it, and he was there two years before I got there. So there's guys in their early 50s that he impacted their life. You know, they're, what kind of husbands they are, what kind of fathers they are, and all those type things. So our jobs is to win football games. But, man, we do so much more around in this building you know, than just trying to go out and win football games. That, that's when I say we want to do things right, do it the right way. We want to be the kind of mentors we need to be because that's what I learned how, how to do that through Coach Moore. Well, I think that you guys do a phenomenal job with that, Coach, just giving you awesome props. I, yeah. I know personally uh, it was a hard decision for me what I wanted to do. We had yeah. that talk and everything. Yeah. But uh, you guys have impacted my life in a tremendous way. Yeah. Just, I mean, even going through the daily – grind of the life so yeah I, mean, no, I appreciate that no I appreciate that but that's that's what we should be doing you know and I think you know we can we can impact guys lives no matter how frustrated you may get as a coach or this you know and uh, you know you know maybe you're having a bad day because we didn't win and that you know fans are on you everybody's on you but we still got to come in and have a great attitude you know and know that we're going to get out of this because that's life life throws a lot of stuff at, at all of us you know but but how can we get through that you know, I think you get through that with the people that, are, that you're surrounded with. So always surround yourself with good people. It doesn't matter how old you are. I tell my kids all the time, you know, you know, your four people that you're hanging out with is who you're going to be. All right. So who are you hanging out with? And, and that doesn't change. When, even when you get old like me, I mean, it doesn't change. So you know, put yourself around good people that's going to help you get through any kind of tough times you're going through. So before Jacob kind of wraps this up, I, I want to ask a little bit about recruiting. Both you and Josh Hurd have mentioned on a few occasions this offseason the importance of you know, kind of buffing up that recruiting staff yep. and bringing in more off the field recruiting hires and also bringing in like developmental guys like Dion Branch. Yep. So how important have these sort of additions and hires to that staff been to this overall program? And, and a two-parter, how, how is the dynamic between the recruiting staff like kind of evolved, especially between guys like Aaron Hodges and Pete Nocta? Yeah, man, it, it, it's really huge. Our, our sports changed so much just, just in the last – three or four years you think about the transfer portal you think about nil you think about how our game has changed um you know those things so not only are we recruiting high school players we're recruiting transfers that are in the portal we're also recruiting our team our players i mean you have to recruit them because they can they can leave too i mean so so when you look at it it's kind of two parts so you look at your recruiting staff you know we, we aaron hodges who came in here you got pete nocta we just hired john heron uh, who's been at University of Florida the last three or four years in recruiting? So he's here now. Um, Carter's in our down in our recruiting uh, room. You got Caroline, who's on campus recruiting coordinator. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that are involved in that. You think about just the graphic team, the video team, that because you're marketing your program to recruits. You know, and so so they're a huge part of that. Then you look at Dion Branch, who's who's you know coming in here, player development guy. You got Chris Morgan, who's running around here, yeah. just trying to help the guys. You know, we just hired a chief of staff, Mark Spear, who's, who I've known for many, many years, who's in here now that's going to help be, you know, overlook over the players as also the whole staff. I mean, you know, it, it, there's so many moving parts. And we, we talk about how the players are today. You know, these 18 to 22-year-olds, 22-year-olds, that how they act today. Um, you know, when things get tough, a lot of times they want to go. And so, but how are, you, how are you impacting them? You know, how are you guiding them? So the more people we can have in the building that is in their ear, that's putting out these little fires before they get big, you know, I think really helps the players here. 
Um, but then that recruiting department is going to really help us open up a lot of doors for the guys on the outside to come in here. And man, it's worked, it's worked out great so far. I know it will continue to do that. We should be able to get some more commitments. We have some more coming. Um, maybe tomorrow. Oh, okay. Maybe, oh. maybe tomorrow. Oh. So, so coach we'll making see. my job a little bit more difficult because I was going to get the podcast out tomorrow, but now we might have to get a little bit ahead of that. <laughs> you know, I mean, all right. I like it. All right. We'll coach see. Satterfield, last question here. This is a topic I've been really curious to kind of ask you about because um, I've not really gotten the opportunity to hear you talk much about the NFL and just your enjoyment of the NFL and the watching and, and what you um, kind of admire. So I know most Sundays you're probably not able to sit down and watch yeah. games all day like me. The lazy guy that watches, you know, the red zone channel for 10 hours. Um, but I do know that you probably toss on film in the summer and in the off season yep. right now. And, uh, you know, kind of look to try to watch things and, and take away things for yourself. So when you turn on the NFL film, who, who are you watching and what coaches are you really trying to glean uh, from yeah. their offense as an offensive minded coach? Well, you know, and what we do offensively, we're a, you know, we're a big inside outside zone team, which a lot of these teams have, have really gone to that, that at stretch play that, that we've been running for years now. Um, I think they're just trying to catch up with us, quite honestly. But yeah, um, that's what I heard. That's the rumor on the street. That's the rumor on the no, street. But but I like you know I think obviously I, we've been watching the Rams now you know for three or four years. I mean I like what they do you know offensively. They got a bunch of squeeze packages, which we've gotten a little bit more into that you know last year. Um, obviously we like the Ravens because of some of the things they do with Lamar. So we're going to look and see what, what are y'all doing that that's maybe a little bit different than us. So we'll we'll watch that. We like the Titans. Um, you know, what they're doing in their, their run game, a lot of, lot of um, stretch runs and, and then play actions off of that, I think is really good stuff. I like watching the 49ers as well. Um, some of the things that they're doing and how they utilize their tight ends, I think is, is, is really nice. Um, you know, so, yeah, we, we've got them all. we got all the film here. That's one of the things we do, obviously, in the offseason. We're going to take those things out. I mean, we'll break it down to just, you know, tight red zone plays, like, like mm -hmm. what's scoring in the NFL right now, like what's trending. You know, so what, what can we add to that mix right there? Or, or maybe now, you know, from the six-yard line to the 12-yard line, what are some things we can do to implement our offense that's going to fit, but also going to give us an edge to score touchdowns? Um, you know, so we'll break it down in, into those, you know, really fine-tune exactly what we're looking for. Um, you know, and this also, once we finish spring practice, we'll, we'll really dig into that, you know, as we head into the summer um, before fall camp hits, so some things we can add to the mix. But it's fun to study it that way, but also – I just enjoy watching it too. You know, maybe on a Thursday night, that's kind of when I'll mm -hmm. catch um, so an NFL game, like whatever the game is playing Thursday night, because Sundays is pretty much tied up, and uh, you get you catch some highlights here and there. These guys are going to hate me for this, but I, I got to say, when you're watching the trends of the NFL, look for those thick sixes, the offensive linemen and defensive Jesus linemen scoring Christ. touchdowns. I'm telling you, telling you, coach, you throw a, you throw an out route to one of your offensive linemen, no one sees it coming. It's it's incredible. No, they don't. Well, and they beg me all the time for that. So, um, see, I, we, I used to be Haycraft used to, <laughs> McCon Haycraft used to beg you for that one back then. Yeah, the they did. And these guys still do. I mean, Trevor Reed, he wants one. And he can actually, he runs pretty back oh, good. Too. Hey, he let him do that. <laughs> Just let him flip over the offensive line we've yeah, been talking exactly. about how does that backflip apply to football there it is right there that's, that's yeah. the, the secret sauce <laughs> all right coach well thank you so much for taking time to join us on the yeah. from the pink seats podcast best of luck to you in the spring we'll be there on sunday april 3rd and uh, getting to watch the the next uh, group of guys that will take the field in 2022 we can't wait hopefully we'll talk to you again soon yeah all right sounds good appreciate you guys thanks See coach Coco. all right buddy Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? 
I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.